Hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Uh-huh. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names in the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Yeah. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip to Blockbuster after jump ball practice, picking a movie out by hand, and taking it home to watch. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two fungus-sucking sacks of maggot puke. Sean Pryor and AJ Vance, how the heck are you? My favorite. <laughs> my favorite cocktail there is. Uh, that's a cocktail? Yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah, you ever had it? Does it have albuterol in it? Yeah, he'd, sure he'd rather have that than an Aperol spritz. <laughs> yeah. <It's> an albuterol <laughs> shot on the side. That's right. It's like both an albuterol chaser. <laughs> Well, boys, on today's episode, we discuss a movie that spawned four direct-to-video sequels, two animated series, and seven video games. A movie that used 17 gallons of fake blood and over 300,000 blank ammunition rounds during filming. A movie directly chosen by our Patreon members, beautiful people they are. We are, of course, talking about 1997 Starship Troopers. Well, damn dang it. Ladies and gentlemen... It's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. I didn't know when the uh, what, when the statistics became absolutely false. Um, I was a little thrown off. What do you mean? Those numbers can't be real. <laughs> They're real. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, guys, one of the coolest ways to support this podcast is by joining our Patreon. You get extra perks like bonus weekly audio episodes just for you, access to the private Discord server, but also you get to vote on upcoming movies. Sean gave them five movies to choose from, and they chose Starship Troopers with 69% of the vote. Ooh. Heathers had 19. Now and Then had seven. Election had four. And Long Kiss Goodnight received one total vote out of more than 125. And we're going to out that person right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Actually, I feel like, yeah, no, I, I wish I remembered their name. <laughs> but if you want to join in on our movie votes and have a say in what movies we do, go sign up, patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. And if you're new to this podcast, we will be reviewing Starship Troopers scene by scene with the modern eye. But in order to do that properly, must first discuss it with pure nostalgia. Sean, let's start with you, man. What was the first time you saw this movie? How'd you feel about it? And give us a rating. I truly feel like I watched this movie. There was a period in my life where uh, my dad was staying with our aunt and uncle. And he would have us over, me and my brother. And that's where I learned how to do uh, Ghost in the Graveyard with my friends in the neighborhood. And uh, we would watch movies like Creep Show, and when we get to Creep Show, hopefully we do. Uh, I've said it before, but it's like one of those movies where I'm like, "Why is this funny? Like, why, <laughs> why does it seem funny to because someone's like getting shot in the head? Why are people laughing and clapping? I don't know. I don't understand." Um, and then we watch this movie, and it's like kind of the same thing. I feel like I didn't know why, like the tone of the movie felt off to me. But uh, when I watched it, I liked all the action, obviously, as a kid, but. I was traumatized, and we'll get to it. I was traumatized as a kid of the brain bug mm-hmm. and that whole scene, and it's that's burned in my retinas, just like uh, the Red Dawn kid hanging out the window. Um, I liked it, uh, but it freaked me out. I'm going to give it a six. Six for Sean. AJ, what about you, man? I am kind of in the same uh, same thought process here. Uh, love this movie. It freaked me the hell out, um, but I... 
my brother Bob saw this movie uh, before I did, and uh, he was he did what he he would always do. He would describe scenes to me or 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 uh, redo the dialogue and tell me what they said and tell me all about how how like what was happening in the movie. So I'd get these little little blips in my head, and then I finally got to see it. And uh, and he was super excited to see it, and like, and then I get to show it to you and that kind of thing. But it creeped me out. Although I got to tell you, I think this movie may have made me a man because <laughs> those might be some of the first movies I really ever saw, like legit mm-hmm. uh, on screen. And uh, was like, oh. Well, this is cool. I'm feeling things. There's things happening. I definitely <laughs> like this. If this is what the military's like, sign me up. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, I, dude, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I, I loved it so much. Um, it creeped me out, but I, I loved it. So I'm, I'm going much higher. I'm giving this a nine point two. Nice. Nine point two. Yeah. Guys, uh, believe it or not, I have never seen Starship Troopers. Whoa. Oh my god! And here's Mike. what's weird: like, not only is it, it wasn't even a movie on my radar to see. In fact, when I searched for it, the the cover art came up, and I'm like, "That's not the movie we're trying to watch." Like, <laughs> I had a completely different. I thought this was a Sylvester Stallone movie. Wait, wait, wait! Like, what movie am I th- am I confusing this with? What? I don't. Um, I, I literally never. Demolition Man. Maybe it might be. Like I, I never knew. I knew zero things. A lot of times, I haven't seen a movie, but but I know of it and I know the idea of it. I've yeah. never. I don't know anything about this movie going into it. That blows my. And mind. I have no fucking clue why. Just no one. I didn't have an older brother be like, "You got to check this There's out." No reason. <laughs> Movies. Who can describe scenes to you about a guy throwing another a knife into another guy's hand? I mean, this is '97. I'm 15, so I'm like, I, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I think I feel like it was made for me. I mean, I just, yeah, around that time. Damn, <laughs> I'd be going to the theater. Oh. You. Well, so I'm an NA. We got executive producer Starling on the show. He said, "I am sending this to you guys from uh, Ohio, California. Ohio, Ohio, yeah." Where I'm attending a wedding in a few hours. Ohio was the filming location for Smokey and the Bandit, Easy A, my favorite Emma Stone movie, nice. and Birth of a Nation. Three movies that have oh, nothing goodness. in common other than rolling hills in the background. But just through the valley and down the coastline to Malibu is where they shot Mr. Johnny Rico's family home because nothing says Buenos Aires like Malibu. <laughs> Starship Troopers was the opposite of Bad Boys for me. I saw this in 1998 when telling someone I'd never seen it. Apparently, everyone in the room had and insisted that I head to Blockbuster immediately to rent the Star Trek with Bugs movie. It definitely had It's So Bad, It's Good energy at that time. I remember thinking it was a fun movie and that I had never seen two people more genetically blessed than Casper Van Dien and Denise Richards. They look like someone made them in a lab. Yeah. I recall this was the beginning of a good run for Denise with Wild Things, ooh, Wild Things and Drop Dead Gorgeous coming right after this. Other than the hot couple and the bugs, I do remember thinking, how is he from Buenos Aires again? This is an eight for me. So as a group, we are 7.73 nostalgically, which, you know, 7.73, that's going to take us actually fairly high. Yeah, that's, I feel like a tie. That's, yeah. that's like, uh, that's 30s, basically. That's going to be tied with Mrs. Doubtfire and Blues Brothers. Mm, okay. Wow. That's where we feel about it nostalgically, but we are going to rip that apart now that we've talked about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Talk about it with a modern eye. First, we got to do all the pertinent, important details of the movie. Sean, what do you got, man? I've got... A cool cup. Produced by John nice. Davison, Alan Marshall, Stacy Limbrazer, and Philip Tippett. Written by Edward Newmeyer. Based off the book by Robert A. Heinlein. 
cinematography by Jost Vacano. Uh, also did worked with um, Verhoeven a lot. Our director here, Paul Verhoeven, uh, worked with Verhoeven on RoboCop, Total Recall, and then also did Das Boot. Uh, music by Basil Paladoris. I don't know if he is related to Squints Paladoris. Squints Paladoris, <laughs> but uh, gotta be. Yeah, somewhere somewhere in there maybe. Edited by Mark Goldblatt and Caroline Ross. And directed by, as I said, Paul Verhoeven. Cast, Casper Van Dien, Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, Neil Patrick Harris, Clancy Brown, Seth Gilliam, Patrick Muldoon, Marshall Bell, Eric Brusk-Cotter, Matt Levin, Amy Smart. It was weird to see her in there. Yeah, it was. Dean Norris and Michael Ironside. Writer Edward Neumeyer wanted to write a big, silly, jingoistic, xenophobic, xenomorphic, (laughs) nice, uh, xenophobic. Let's go out and kill them all. Movie settled on and settled on the antagonist being bugs from another planet. The writer said, "I wanted to do a war movie that had a teenage love aspect thrown in." The script was originally called "Bug Hunt" on on Outpost Seven. When writer Neumeyer and producer John Davison bought brought the script to Sony Pictures and TriStar. The production heads were reluctant on the idea. Neumeyer and Davison knew their story had similarities to the uh, novel Starship Troopers, so they started to research who owned the rights. They learned the rights were available and uh, instead pitched their idea as an adaptation of that novel. So wait, they had already basically written something... And then they adapted it to a novel. Yeah, they they wow. realized that uh, it had uh, similarities to the novel Starship Troopers, um, but then as we'll get into, they they noticed a lot of flaws with the actual <laughs> cool. book, so they kind of re- reinvented the story a little bit. Uh, Heinlein's original novel was truly a right wing look at the military and was uh, inherently fascist. Wow. Writer Newmeyer wanted to make a movie about fascism, but wasn't but was uncomfortable with the novel's overt war is the best approach. Verhoeven also read the novel, but only got two chapters in before putting it down. <laughs> I'd say, no, nah, that's enough. Verhoeven then encouraged Neumeyer to satirize those aspects and essentially make fun of them. So, yeah, I mean, this is Verhoeven's thing, as we'll get into, is where it's he, all of his movies pretty much are a satire of something. And I'm, I, it's, it's, if it's beyond you to watch this movie and to not get that, to not get that this movie is in on itself. I don't know. Okay. okay. First time I watched it, I was like, cool. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then I started reading about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally picked up on a lot of that. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm so smart. I'm pretty smart. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's where they're going with this. No, I feel like an idiot. But yeah, I, I like that that's Verhoeven's thing. And uh, I think he was the perfect director for this. Mark Wahlberg and Matt Damon auditioned for the role of Rico. But after five auditions, Casper Van Dien got the role. Verhoeven thought the Verhoeven thought he reflected the look of a lot of the soldiers in the propaganda films he was inspired by. Denise Richards and Dinah Meyer, Dina, Dinah, Dina, yeah. also auditioned around five times before being cast. Meyer's audition, Meyer's agent thought she'd be a good Carmen, but she wanted the powerful role of Dizzy. Six of the main cast and twenty-four other extras underwent a twelve-day boot camp led by a retired military man and military advisor for a lot of films, including Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, Dale Die. The cast were subjected to daily three-mile runs, weapons training, and sleeping in tents, exposed to bipolar temperatures day and night. Mm. Uh, yeah, Dale Die. I mean, we'll get to him. He's got a little cameo in the film too. It was cool to see him, like in one in the movie, and then read about him being like all the military training from. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, Steven Spielberg, for Christ's sake. Heck yeah. Filming began on April 
1996 in Hell's Half Anchor, Wyoming, for most of the big battle clandethu scenes and was grueling on the cast and crew. Facing extreme temps in the daytime and nighttime, there was several cases of heat exhaustion almost every day. While on a plane back to L.A., one crew member got intoxicated and started yelling that there was a bomb on the plane. Oh, cool. You can't do that. No. The plane had to emergency land. The crew member was charged for the was charged, and the rest of the cast and crew had to wait another day for a flight. Despite <laughs> numerous other setbacks and holdups, principal photography concluded after six months on October sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. I'm just imagining like that person's like, oh, this will be funny because we're ah. back. It's like, oh, hey, Casper, <laughs> check this out. Hey, hey. We're, making a, we're making a movie, assholes. Uh, Let's fucking have some fun. Dude. We're invincible. <laughs> Like, what? Oh, no, we're not. Uh-oh. Starship Troopers was released on November 7th, 1997, and on a budget of $105 million, the film made $121 million at the box office. Spawned several sequels and other video games, plus an upcoming one, which I hear is going to be great. <laughs> All right. I hope so. Well, thanks, Sean. Up next, we got AJ. He does the research for us about uh, critical fan ratings and reviews. What do you got, dude? Well, it took 17 gallons, I think, yeah, of, uh, of of fake blood in this. It's only going to take so much for the tomato meter. Gross. Oh, that's fun every time. Every time. The blood of tomatoes, 70%. <laughs> That's red. It's a good. That's just 70%. That's tied, tied with Mrs. Doubtfire. Slightly better than The Wedding Singer, slightly worse than The Fifth Element, per any movie we've done. Okay. I mean, so we're right in there. It's in there. I feel like those, those are good movies. I feel like I watched The Fifth Element and this on like the same you night. You probably did. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I feel like they're probably set right around the same year. Yeah, Maybe they're in the right. same universe. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, audiences agree, 10 out of 10, that it is a 70%. <laughs> It's very rare. So uh, 100% Just Roger Ebert and a fan hugging, yeah. going, <laughs> we finally did we it. We did it. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's the Predator meme of, of them, like, locking grips. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Fans. Roger Ebert. Fans. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Make, Make it so. Make it happen. All right. <laughs> IMDb is 7.3. That's good, right? I yeah. mean, of any movie we've done, listen to this. Uh, it's tied with Big, Karate Kid, Dumb and Dumber, and Point Break. AKA one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. It's I mean, those are those are classics. Yeah, it's just how it's stacked. Yeah. Big, Big is like critically one of the best movies ever made, Well, as we found out. There you go. See? <laughs> Deal with it. Trust us. So is Star Tro- Starship Troopers now. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Uh, <laughs> We're already hammered. Party hammered. Oh, make any friends? Make any friends? <laughs> Not really. Eighty-three out of a hundred. Entertainment. Uh, Owen Gleiberman. That's his name. This movie. The, the movie is sensationally exciting, but it's hey kids, let's put on a war storyline. Plays like B- Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero recast as a military recruitment film for the Third Reich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so you get it. Yeah, he does get it. <laughs> is he saying that's a negative that was 83 See, out of 100 i'm okay, just throwing okay. it out there i do think a lot of people did not get this just like i did yeah okay. like i'm 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 excited to dive into your yes. thoughts on this mm-hmm. um guys roger ebert gave this a full review he gave it a lot of time basically gave it a five out of ten one out of two whatever starship troopers is the most violent kitty movie ever made I call it a kiddie movie, not to be insulting, but to be accurate. It's, okay. it's action, characters, and values are pitched at 11-year-old science fiction fans. That makes it true to its source. 
It's based on a novel for juveniles, juveniles by Robert A. Heinlein. Uh, I read it to the point of memorization when I was in grade school. Whoa. I have improved since then, but the story has not. <laughs> he goes on to say, uh, uh, it's one-dimensional. We smile at the, satirical asi- at, at the satirical asides, but where's the warmth of human nature? The spark of genius or rebellion? If Star Wars is humanist, Starship Troopers is totalitarian. Yeah, I, as, as we'll get into it, I think that this is like more of a movie that's more interesting to talk about than it is to like rewatch maybe you know what i mean because yeah. like, so, like some people who just don't get the satirical element of it are just like no this is a bad movie but this, the action scenes are good and then the people who do get the satir- satirical element are like this is a genius but is that yeah we'll get into it yeah yeah there's some good there's some bad let's do some good this was a very very recent uh, uh, review, 10 out of 10. Well-deserved classic. Niffy bone pivy biva. <laughs> it's just a lot of random letters, guys. I don't know. If Somebody likes... Act, if you can actually find that, yeah. get on you. N-H-P-Y. Like Bruce Almighty's words. He yeah. falls on the teleprompter. Niffy boon. I have loved this movie ever since childhood. He called it a well-deserved classic. I've loved this movie ever since childhood. It's funny and epic and still holds up to t- holds up today. The CGI is amazing, and I don't say that very often. Mm. Hard to believe this came out just a few years after Jurassic Park. <laughs> it is hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I need to clarify, this is May 2nd of 2023. Wow. wow. So uh, On the pulse. Yes. Um, made a proud 4K uh, purchase of it this year. Nice. Good for you. Every time I watch it, I notice something important or something different. Denise Richards alone is an absolute goddess to watch. Bad actress or not. <laughs> yeah. It's well, like, okay, right. tell us how you really feel. <laughs> it's a great satirical look at the military mindset of the crazy Nazis. The crazy thing is that the crazy Nazis today watch this and find it inspiring, even though the original writer was 100% uh, criticizing <laughs> and poking fun. Uh, watch with an open mind and enjoy. Also, the lieutenant definitely sent uh, that comms dude to his death. <laughs> what the hell? Yep. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> he didn't like that guy. Um, this person felt it was an amazingly accurate military movie, uh, said Paul W. Duncan. Uh, Starship Troopers is an accurate military movie. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, it lives with uh, lives with to Jarhead and Full Metal Jacket. Uh, in terms of military movies, yet it puts a new sci-fi twist on it. Uh, this is also the origi- origin of the Dear John letter or Dear Johnny letter in the movie. Mm. Uh, <laughs> a term used through the military to describe when a girlfriend or boyfriend breaks up no, with them. No, I thought we, it was John Deere letter. John Deere letters? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't listening. Uh, <laughs> Some crap about me not listening. No, I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, when they're in training or boot camp. Uh, so this movie could be less enjoyable uh, to non-military audiences. Mm. Uh, it is possible that there could be a disconnect between the movie and other movies. Uh, this is still one of the best military-style movies and represents the true pinnacle of the genre. Okay, respect. One out of ten. What a crap fest. This person disagrees. <laughs> Awful movie. Going by the rating and reviews, I thought, I thought I'd give it a shot. I can't believe I watched all of it. I will never get that time back. It's a world of giant bugs versus human beings. I wish I had rather sniff someone's fart instead of watching this tribe. <laughs> what? No, come on. It's still, still uh, not that fun. All right, last one. One out of ten. Uh, Shane Rooney said this is a badass sci-fi movie. <laughs> Sweet. 
Warning spoilers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dark is, humor. We'll go wait, ahead. is this a bad comma ass movie? Uh, is that what he means? No, he missed the punctuation. <laughs> okay, I think. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's an ass movie. No, he's just a badass movie. Okay. So, One warning. Spoilers. Dark humor and absurd action. This is a really great movie. <laughs> it's definitely not for kids. I had a crush on the girl when I was uh, when I was a kid. The girl. Yeah, the one. <laughs> Watching it for the first time the other day. Wait. <laughs> Watching it for the first time the other day. I can't believe it. The flying bug only makes an appearance once. <sighs> Unfortunately. Got a point there, man. That was the spoiler. On the bright side, plenty of explo- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Oh, great. You ruined the movie. Oh, <laughs> so there's flying bugs. Fuck. And they're only in there one time. <laughs> they never come back. I can't ever. spoil uh, anything. <laughs> you're watching the movie. It's like, after, like after reading this review, you're watching the movie like, oh, I could have seen that coming. That's like, that's like watching three ninjas and being like, their grandpa's good at karate. Oh, sorry. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? That doesn't ruin the movie at all. That was a spoiler. Oh, good. So I can read on. Uh, on the bright side, plenty of explosions, violence and gore and colorful blood and plenty of goop. Man, I hate bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cue the Pearl Jam song from Vitalogy, Bugs. Bugs. It's such a terrible song. <laughs> well, is that it, AJ? That's all I got, guys. Well, it is time to dive into this movie scene by scene. But first, a shout out to our sponsor, Manscaped. My friends, Father's Day is right around the corner. Whether you need something for your dad, your baby daddy, or just a nice reward to yourself for being the best damn father around, grooming products can be a great gift idea, and Manscaped is the way to go. Imagine giving your dad or husband a sleek, well-designed, and optimized grooming kit that says, your balls will thank you on the box. Dad and mom both win in this situation when the beast can be tamed using Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. Personally, I'm a pretty hairy guy. A lot of people know that. I just used the Lawnmower 4.0 to actually tighten up some of my chest and arm hair for summer. Easy to use, and I love that fourth-generation trimmer and the cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. Perhaps that is a little too risque of a gift in conversation for your family. If dad or baby daddy has a beard, then you have to get him the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. I've never trusted anyone with cutting my beard, so I do it myself, and it's time-consuming, and I've never really known how to use it, and different razors are weird, but the Beard Hedger is the best thing I've ever used to keep my beard looking this good. Don't even have to pay anybody to the have it. The number guard system they have on that thing is, is revolutionary. Amazing. I love yeah. it. Genius. Yeah. Uh, even the Weed Whacker 2.0, the nose and ear hair trimmer, is something that I use every day. Like any male hitting 30 or older, weird hair starts growing in weird places. You got to take care of it. And this is the easy way to do it and clean it up in your own. We honestly love Manscaped. We love these products. They're must-haves for any guy. Sometimes males are a little too proud or embarrassed to buy stuff like this. So just buy it for them. The dads in your life deserve some grooming to make them feel like hot stuff this summer. Give them a gift you know they'll use. Go to manscaped.com. Use code CONFUSED for 20% off and free shipping on anything. Seriously, you're not only getting an incredible product for a discounted price, but you're also directly helping our podcast out by showing that our fan base is amazing at supporting sponsors like Manscaped who take a chance on our show. So seriously, go to manscaped.com. Use code CONFUSED for 20% off and free shipping. Go do it. 
Well, my dudes, that transition from high school to the real world is an important time in everyone's lives. <laughs> I'm not sure where, we're, where we'll all go, what we'll all do with our lives, but let's make a vow. No matter what, we'll always be friends. Okay. All right. I know that. Okay. All right. Here we go. My hands are always clammy. I'm it's fine. <laughs> it's hot out. I'm nervous. <laughs> In the 23rd century, Earth is governed by the United Citizen Federation. Citizenship is gained only through federal service, which grants rights. Humans are are in conflict with a race of highly evolved bugs. We meet Johnny Rico and his friends who are about to graduate. After a sports ball game, Rico goes against his parents' (laughs) will and follows his girlfriend, Carmen, into military service. Okay, so the... (laughs) The propaganda videos and like the propaganda machine that starts off this movie, yeah, like gets you into like the universe right away. But it also, when I first watched this movie, it freaked me out because of that kid, like and and me too. And they all laugh. I'm like because then they cut to people getting ripped apart by bugs. Are you like like, are they they let kids do this? Are like no? Tell me that's a joke. Tell me they're laughing because of course you can't serve little Billy. And you're like I don't know. They never let you off the hook of that full regalia. It looks like he's serving. This whole would you like more thing is nuts because it's like predictive of advertising and news stories that are happening right now. It's literally like, hey, here's something cool. Do you want to know more? You better click on this. Or here's something scary and terrifying. Click. You should probably know more about this. You need to know more. Do you want to? I know you do. Click on this. It's It's headline clicking to a T. Exactly. Very specifically. This is 97. Like that was not that was not a thing back then. They were just like, here's the, the full news story. Enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know how many people don't click? Uh, I want to know more. They just read a headline and didn't just form an opinion. Yeah, today. And they go straight to the comments, and they're like, "Oh, this is bullshit." <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it like I know everything. <laughs> That's what they do. Well, and I love that. I love if you want to talk about the some of the smartness of this. Like again, I didn't I didn't notice it on first watch through, but then you you read about it and then you go back and you're like, "Oh, cool." But I, I loved like they 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 really incorporate a lot of kind of political stuff like they talk about how mormons went and established a colony mormon extremists mormon yeah. extremists and then they got like killed yeah. i love it i fucking love when some fucking kid goes to that island like off of Africa where no one's ever been and they're like cannibals. They're oh, like, yeah. I'm going to teach them about the Lord and yeah, they and die. I-, I fucking love it. Yeah. I love when people are like, I'm going to impose my religion on these people. They need it. I'm yeah. with you. And so I love that they made a commentary. Guys, about I think that. if we just pray for the unpredictable monster bugs, they'll, they'll be our friends. Well, they're going to pray on you. So that's uh, fine. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's <laughs> no, what we want. No, right? no, you don't get it. I think I get it. Uh, well, we're going to go. See you later. <laughs> uh, don't wait. Uh, He's gone too far. Killed with a blow dart. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, it makes me happy. I don't know why. (laughs) It makes me happy. Did, I'm did, with you, man. I love that. Joy. No, it does. That's they're like great. 23-year-old devout Christian man Shane Turdman <laughs> took his canoe over to Don't Go Island and yeah. was killed instantly. <laughs> it's, it's another word for don't go there. It's like we have footage showing him coming on the beach holding a Bible and killed with 37 arrows. You're like, cool. Great. <laughs> it was called Jamunka, which is Algonquin for don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> don't go island. I love, I love, though, like, again, I've never seen this movie. Like, this feels like 
Saved by the Bell in space. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. It's weird. Like, is this a teenage movie? I think it is. I think the casting is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Muldoon was in 90210, right? So he was in uh, he was in 90210 and he was also Jeff in Saved by the Bell. He was the one that stole Kelly from oh, Zach okay. is in Saved by the Bell. Right or now. no, Pat, Patrick Muldoon. Patrick right? Muldoon. Okay, yes. sorry. Um, I'm, I'm looking at my... Z- he's Xander Barkalo. Okay. Uh, yeah, Xander. Xander. But yeah, with I an think X. with like Casper Van Dien, it's it's like <laughs> it is it, like a 90210 episode. Yeah. If like it was a one-off of like they go to space and it's fucking violent as shit. Yeah. You know, I love... I think it's absolutely fucking brilliant, especially putting like Michael Ironside in the middle of all mm-hmm. this, being like the hard badass from RoboCop. You know, I think it's brilliant casting. Uh, I will just talk about Casper uh, Van Van Dien and uh, Denise Richards. Uh, they do look like they were drawn. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, "Okay, now 3D printing, make this <laughs> with." And there were no imperfections. <laughs> They're just gorgeous people. AI, make an attractive person. You, you get it. Uh, Chat GPT, will you just create the perfect male and female uh, like counter, counterparts? Great. There we go. We got it. Awesome. Uh, everybody looks like that, though, in this movie. Mm-hmm. I've got a... Stay tuned, fans. I've got a, I've got a fan theory that I found on the old Reddit that okay. kind of deals with that. We'll hit on the end. Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I, okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear that. Heck yeah. What do you think about uh, Jump Ball? I... <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, Nothing it, makes sense. Is it just, it's just like football, but like the the farm league football, like <laughs> it, arena it's, football. I it's arena it's football. It's I don't know. It's high school though. And okay, so I you know me. I like to I listen. Hockey is my favorite sport, and I rip Mighty Ducks apart. Okay, go back uh-huh. to the episode. I I ripped Quidditch apart. I have to rip jump ball apart. There is one. This, this field appears from what I can do. I paused it. There's there's only three yards till there's a long line. You know, normally in American football, there's five yards five. till a line. So that means the field is 24 yards long. <laughs> on the last play of the game, they're on the four-yard line. So that means there's only 20 yards to go. He is at least 15 yards down the field when he catches that ball. And then he runs at least another 15 yards before Xander tackles him. Yeah. The math is not even. This is very point break beach scene. You yeah. know, where, where he catches the ball and Keanu keeps running and he just, he keeps he running. Keeps going. Keeps, it's like the field's not that long, guys. Yeah. Come on. Like you got to, somebody throw down a t-shirt so it can be the, the goal mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? He didn't see it. He didn't see it, I guess. Now, jump ball, it, the name makes as much sense as like uh, football in America. True, you know, true. Like, yeah, let's call it football. Well, when do you use your feet? Oh, like once or twice a game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sometimes not ever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but but it's it's and then they're playing. Uh, what I thought was really cool is they're playing with those Nerf whistle whiffle balls. Yeah, whistle balls. Those are cool as hell. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's dope, dude. That's great. We should have high school games that incorporate <laughs> those that. Are, those have to be aerodynamic. He's got the Jofa helmets on. Oh, yeah, Jofa helmets. Yeah. The ugly ones. Those yeah. are great. The Yamir Yagers. <laughs> Yamir Yagers. You never <laughs> switched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... At this point, like I hate Xander. He's almost like an, a punchable face for me. I'm not. I don't. I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna include it. But uh, he's like the archetypal, archetypal uh, sort of like I'm gonna get your girl kind of thing. Like even after he's done with the play, he goes over the sideline. He's like, so anyway, what I was saying was, uh, I'm gonna probably sniff your panties later or something. She's like, oh my god, I've seen you're, cartoons you're in like flight this. school. Holy shit. <laughs> but also, fuck Carmen too. Honestly, by the way, like yes. she just like. 
She she's flirting with multiple people throughout this movie. She could be a punchable face. I'm just no, putting no, it out there. Uh, she, just putting hey, it out there. Equal opportunity punching here. Oh yeah, we we punch. I've punched kids. kids. I've punched women. <laughs> Old not, people. Not in real life. In uh, in fake world. Clip that, Craig. Clip yeah. that and uh, put that on the internet for Mike. <laughs> but what's weird about Patrick Muldoon, Xander, when he was when he stole Kelly Kapowski and Saved by the Bell, like he was a. I remember going, my God, that's a beautiful man. Like, how is Zach going to keep up with that? But like, I don't feel. I don't feel like he's good looking in this movie. I, I mean, and that's coming from a guy who's not good looking. I so truly that think that a, it's his haircut. Not is to, it? Not to be specific about it, but then he's also like, especially in this scene, when we first see him, he is like sticky sweaty. He's <laughs> okay. sticky like, sweaty. It okay. looks okay. like okay. the sweat is sticky. You know those kind it's of people gross. where it's not just like watery. It's like it looks like it's viscous on yeah. them. You know, he's he's also very grumpy in the fact of like everybody's just running into him for some reason. That's very comical to me. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, ding it didn't get the girl. Get off of me. This <laughs> 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 is very funny to me. I don't know why. Um, but at what point um, they say he's like, hey, what, what are you doing after the game? It's like, well, everyone's going to the dance, aren't you? <laughs> what are these teams from? Is it? We had another movie that there was like, what? It teams was, uh, go to high school te- dances? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Teen yes, Wolf yes. Where like Mick, Mick's from another school in another city or something like that. And he gets to go to all the stuff. Yeah. And he just gets, they just, okay, so they're, they're, they're all going to the dance. Uh, apparently those guys want to celebrate their loss. I don't know what the heck's going on. Um, and then, but they, the game finishes up. I don't know about you guys. Anytime there was a, a game, it was like, <laughs> it was nighttime. Yeah. And then we cut to him getting ready at daytime, <laughs> putting on his tux. What's going on? I don't there's know. No, there's no like, like semblance of time here. It's like, well, I got to get home early. I got a, I got a game at 7 a.m. I got, yeah. I got a shower. <laughs> Where it's, everyone's going to come. It's <laughs> okay. 7 a.m. Everyone's coming? On a Sunday. Uh, in typical Hollywood fashion, though, Casper Van Dien, Dina Meyer, and Patrick Muldoon, do you know how old they are, are or when they made this movie? Oh, oh yeah. 35. They had to have been, like, mid-20s. They, they were 29. Oh, God. <laughs> Passing as high schoolers. I mean, that's... Uh, I'm sure you believed it when you were in high school. Which is weird because you're like my friends don't look like that, but whatever. I'm cool oh, they're that. definitely well, well, because I would I'd be like in middle school or something, and I'd be like, like yeah, that's what high schoolers look like. <laughs> yeah, everyone looks older to me. It's true. So, it's true. <laughs> when you're a kid, like that's you see a, you see a senior in high school and you're in seventh grade, you're like Whole, that guy has that guy a full has job. Facial hair. <laughs> I still yeah. think that. Like I, I delivered to uh, construction sites, plumbing plumbing supplies, and I see like contractors out there, and and they like have a, a scruffy beard, and like they just look like bad. Bags under their eyes and stuff. I'm like, oh man, that guy's like way older than me. They pick I, I up bet. a kid and hold it like. You yeah, know. exactly. It turns out he's like three years younger than me. I'm like, he's <laughs> turns out the guy's like 17. Like, do I like, look like that to some people? Yeah, yeah it's 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 that. It's that. I, I love. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I love the commentary on this movie about how how high school seems like the most important years of your life and like. But it's so weird to me because his family, his rich ass fucking family, basically says, "Listen, don't go to war. You're gonna die." Let's let's be rich together and let's go on a vacation to the place you've always wanted to go and let's do that. And he's like, No, <laughs> I don't want your life. Exactly. Yeah. No, you could you could inter- like he's like, You're not going to the military, you're going to Harvard. It's like you could interchange these things I know. and it'd be like the same movie, but just not with war. You know what I mean? It would yeah, be like anything. It'd be like him going to band, being in a band. Be, yeah. Well, his his dad wants him to go to the military, but he wants to go to Harvard. Ah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It could change it and you it would be another eighties 
movie, I, even though this came out in like '97. But. And then he'd be pining. He's like, oh, I should have gone to war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? My dad will never respect what? me. You're not going. To, you're not going to the military. You're going on vacation. And you're going <laughs> to like it. No, Ow! I won't. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hate me, the you beach. Just, you dropped your privilege. It's, it's all over there. <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> but, yeah, but let's be real. His parents are spot fucking on. Yeah. He's he's only going into the military to follow Carmen, full well knowing he'll never see Carmen again. Yeah. What what is happening? Stupidest here? thing ever. They yeah. all know they're literally like, we'll probably never see each other again. It's like it's his it's his best chance to join the military to get closer to Carmen, but that's a but he's also slim, he, slim chance. So here's his choices. Carmen goes to the military, he stays with his rich family and goes on vacation and meets another really hot chick. Yeah. Because he's right. fucking gorgeous. Or, or like six of them, yes. probably. Yes. Or he proves his coolness to Carmen by joining the military and then dies within the next year. Yeah. And then Carmen clearly will never remarry because she'll always be sad about him. Oh, no. Yeah. But she'll fuck like <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. 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 His and, parents are right. And like maybe eventually they would have met up later and he she'd be coming back and be like, yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, we saw a shit ton of bugs and <laughs> everybody died. <laughs> and I don't know how was it here. Oh, it was pretty dope. I've been going to the outer rings like every summer, <laughs> dude. And uh, <laughs> but I've also I also basically you know nepotism's like very much allowed in this world. So I just took a job at my my dad's firm and I'm killing it. Turns out I'm a great great <laughs> lawyer. I don't I'm know. Killing. Me and my dad are actually on pretty good terms nowadays because like I'm killing it. Yeah, I'm basic. I'm killing it. And it's like well, yeah, a lot of people I know got killed too. No, I mean like I'm really good at my job. <laughs> I'm killing it. Yeah. You don't understand. Yeah, no, see. But you got it. Like, this is also like high school students mm -hmm. going into what is their college, basically. So it's like you're sending straight out of high school students into what is known from college to be the number one party time of your life, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, it doesn't make sense. But in this, like, fascist sort of like uh, federation kind of world. It is funny how you need to be in the military to become a citizen. It's it's really so, it's really smart. Let's talk about that because that that was I almost wish they would have spent more time talking about that. I agree because that's an interesting concept to me. Where uh, from what I'm understanding is, unless you join the military, you can't have rights like voting. Right. You can't have kids. Can't have kids. That's that was crazy. Easier and, to get a license is what they said. Yeah, like, yeah. And I it. like I want to know more about that. Like mm-hmm. that's the story I kind of want to hear. Read 1984, I, I guess. Totally. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like that's that's crazy. But then I think you also understand that maybe like rich people can have a way around that or something. Yeah, like, yeah. That's sort right. of implied too, right? Uh, somebody. Yeah, exactly. And somebody described this as as uh, a futuristic uh, oligarchy. Okay. Mm. So, and oligarchs, I'm going to butcher this, guys. I don't know anything about... (laughs) History time. Let's do this. No, I don't know anything about, like, you know, Russian politics or anything like that. But oligarchs are, they're they're like lobbyists and, and like, richer, like, wealthier people in this world, right? In the world. And, like, they're very influential and they they can pull the strings and that's who it is. Illuminati. Thank yeah. you, thank you. And Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know the you know Masons, Stunties. <laughs> and it's like, but like that's the kind of thing. It's like, oh, you can go in and become a citizen, and that's your way through their system yep. to become, uh, go through the military and become a citizen. Or you are basically you're rich, like his parents. Probably yep. he doesn't have to do. He this. does. They pretty much imply they're like yeah. you don't have to. When we talk about the shower scene, we'll have more to talk about on it. You <laughs> know what sure. I mean? Like, we'll have a lot to talk about. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to scene two. 
The friends split up and go their separate ways, except for Dizzy and Rico, who are enrolled in infantry. During basic training, Carmen breaks up with Rico after developing feelings for Xander Barkalo. Rico earns a promotion to squad leader, but makes a mistake during a training exercise, which causes the death of one of his squad members. Rico resigns from the military, but reconsiders after learning that an asteroid sent by the arachnids has destroyed Buenos Aires. Killing Williams. Williams. <laughs> Williams. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> did you did you know who Sergeant Zim is? Yeah. Yeah, Clancy Brown. Clancy, Clancy Brown. Brown. Uh you know, I, the the way I know Clancy Brown is Shawshank, of course. Mm-hmm. And and he is such like he plays that guy so well. The the like intimidate like the first thing you time you see him in this. He's that he's the same guy almost. Oh, yeah. That what did you say? Yeah, very and true. that intimidating look. I fucking love him in this movie. Yeah, I, I love his character arc too. As we go through, it's here. crazy to see him in movies because like you, like, like my fiance was watching this with me, and uh, she's like, "Where do I know his damn voice?" Mm. And I'm like, "Okay, think about it a little bit. Like keep keep listening to him." She's like, "Is that Mr. Krabs?" I'm like, "Yes, it is, Mr. Krabs." <laughs> it's so funny to see him do these like tough guy roles, but then like know that he is just. He's the fun-loving Mr. Krabs. Of, yeah. yeah. He, he is a fun-loving guy just altogether yeah. in life. I, and I had a similar conversation with my wife. I said, I said, do you recognize him? He's the big he's the big bad in uh oh spoilers. Oh, he's yeah. he's he's the big bad in the new Dexter right. stuff. Uh he's in the he's in in Dexter. So good in it too. And then after that, you're like, I was like, what else do you know? Because you catch it. Every time you miss yeah. your mommy, yeah, that's Mr. Krabs. Exactly. She's like, "Oh wow, okay, yeah, that's it's it's great." He is great in this. Mm-hmm. He always plays that badass, and I would never, ever, ever challenge him if he openly put it out there. <laughs> no, he just, he just beats think, the fuck out of me. I feel like I could do this. This is one of those moments that my brother was describing to me about about uh, Clancy Brown and this guy. As well as like all the boot camp scenes he's talking to me about, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going into. Military. <laughs> he's like, yeah, who, who, who is describing this to you, Bob? Yeah, well, uh, your, your brother, my brother Bob. Okay, yeah. and he went into the military, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he he went so into he the was Air like, Force. I want this. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a, <laughs> I might as well. He's a Clendathu veteran. It's all right. Hey, dude, Fleet does the flying. You know, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, your brother is a good looking guy too. He might be like the Rico of his military squad. He might I be. Have to he believe might be. That. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I know. He's, I wanna... he's like if we were, if it was twins, he'd be like Arnold, and I'd be Danny. You know, <laughs> That's actually really. If true. we were doing like Mario Brothers, he'd be Luigi, and I'd be Mario, but not a good Mario. <laughs> hey, Mario is Mario's girl is pretty hot. Oh um, man, all right. Yeah, but I'm he just you. cannot hold on to her. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about, speaking of that, I guess. Uh, oh, more Mario? Okay. Uh, Let's talk about my life. And, uh. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about, more, more about that. Uh, Dizzy comes up to Johnny and is like, why Why didn't we never get together? You know, like, she obviously has this crush on him. Why didn't, why didn't we never get together? I just want him to say, like, <laughs> Carmen's hotter. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. Because that's what it is, right? I'll be honest with you. I'm team Diz. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm team, team Diz, Diz too. Yes. Well, and okay, but I wonder though, were you team Diz at a younger age? Of course not. Okay, because is this that we've done this before? Where I can't. I mean, I wish I could remember what movie it is where the movie's obviously showing you this one woman and being like, she's the hot one. You should root yeah. for her. Where I, I Diz is the one. No, I'm with. I'm with you guys. I'm not. I'm just saying. Yeah. from his perspective, like oh Carmen god, is hotter. from high school, young. Rico. I'm I'm the hot one in the school. I need to date the hot one in the school. Uh, yeah, no, Diz Dizzy is the is where it's at. She's I mean, the total package. Yeah. 
And by the way, uh, she is also basically doing her own Rico story. Did you hear what they're saying? Like when they're dancing? So where are you going to end up? Are you going to go play for uh, uh, Brazil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's very good at playing jump ball. Yeah. And so she's a quarterback. And it's like, you're going to go play for Brazil? Well, unless Tokyo wants to start me. So she has a she has a future in <laughs> athletics. Yeah. And she th- she and throws, she it all throws away. her shit away <laughs> yeah. chasing Rico, who's chasing Carmen. Which Rico, is a little creepy. Rico's like... That's fucking creepy, and you're throwing your life away. Anyway, uh, Carmen. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I followed you, and yeah. uh, it's like, so we gonna what? what you just gonna now? follow me in everywhere? <laughs> hey, have you heard from Carmen yet? Or <laughs> <laughs> is she talking about me? I want to talk about the, the Federation oath as well because I feel like when because it's a whole group of them like spouting off this. I feel like it's very long winded. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it could just be like the pledge of allegiance which is pretty simple. You learn it in fucking elementary, you know? I just feel like it's like so long winded like Cyrus the virus is doing it or something or it's just <laughs> yeah. like I have been duly advised by taking this oath. I am in service of my brothers and sisters and to uphold the sanctity of our world on the good days and even the bad days. Like when your tire blows out, but you don't have AAA and your phone is dead, so you have to walk to the nearest town, but that town doesn't have your size tire, so you have to stay in the town, And but it's cool because you meet a cute girl at the diner, and you two hit it off. Eventually, you become the mayor of the town along with the cute diner girl, and so basically what I'm saying is you take the good with the bad, and that that's what I'll do as a citizen. Uh, for two years over and or out. longer if I have to, because if I have to, I mean, it's fine. I'll do it. But I don't really want to, but I, as long as I get to where I want to go, if it doesn't take two years. Over and out. Amen. I do. I do. Amen. <laughs> Over and out. 10-4. Amen. That made me laugh a, a lot when we talked about that in the last episode of like, where he just keeps going, stop talking. <laughs> just get it over with. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> you know, uh, well, and here, this might fit into my theory later a little bit too, but like, there's like special there's weird special treatment that is granted to the people that we know in this movie right so like why does Diz get to be like oh yeah I'd like to transfer to that one and they're like yeah go ahead oh of course and and the same with like uh, um, Xander yeah what the uh, how is Xander all of a sudden like the leader of all flight schools and shit and he's like this high ranking guy what kind of Uh, name is Xander anyway it sounds like he's a xenomorph exactly (laughs) I said his name starts with an X that's for sure no uh, but you're right it's like we didn't hear anything about an ROTC program. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's here? only okay. been like, like a week. It's been a week. And since he's it. like the commander of the fleet. Yeah. And by the way, uh, uh, if we, you know, we talked about this, uh, this, this shoulder rubbing train of people was wanting to bang each other, and and you got <laughs> Carmen who's just at the at the forefront. Rico's chasing her, uh, and you think Diz is the caboose, but no, it's actually Carl. Okay, it's actually it's actually uh, Neil, uh, Patrick Neil Patrick Harris. It's NPH. fucking Doogie, um, and uh, yeah, the NPH who is awesome, by the way. Yeah, um, so good. But you see him in this movie because he came like people were like, "Oh, Doogie Hauser and stuff," and then he plays the smart guy here. Seems a little unfair that mm-hmm. he's uh, psychic and uh, you know. Oh, of course you're smart, you dick. They had to step it up from MD, you know, yeah. so psychic. <laughs> oh, we'll just take him to a psychic. He's not just a genius boy <laughs> doctor. Uh, and and but he's chasing Diz, and he is just trying. He's just like sneaking in, like hey, hey, hey yeah. here, here I am. <laughs> he get the dance and shit. Get away, nerd. You know, a nerd. So they, 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 when he's like recruiting or like going into like the thing or whatever, or, like they're going into the. Uh, 
the boot camp, I guess. Yep. They, they see the guy there, and he's like, oh, you're in the uh, infantry. That's great. And he's all mangled and shit, like with his arm off yep, and, and both legs. his legs. It's just, oh, yeah. That is very... Maybe like, the man I am today. Exactly. See, like, there's that, but then the, the visual juxtaposition of him saying, like, you'll have honor in your life, but you'll get, you'll come out, maybe not unscathed, you know? Uh, I think that's the fear of, like, going into the military in general, which I I, I think is perfectly captured in this moment where it's that decision it's honor but also but also there's a great risk you know yeah. as a human being yeah. but and, and even in this is like but is the risk worth it is is like yeah. the enemy that we're fighting are actual bugs <laughs> you know like and and like we'll we'll get more into it but the the enemy being bugs they're like uh no no uh no good bug is a dead bug or whatever. Like the only good bugs are dead. Thank only, you. Yeah. But like people say that about like when the Iraq War was going on. Yeah. The, the only good whatever was a dead yeah. one, and it's like horrible. Yeah. But like reducing them to bugs is fucking brilliant yeah. in this moment. You know, I I love that uh, look well, at it. A you know, lot. he they they he was promised that like he might get mangled in the process, but he was also promised that he will have co-ed shower scenes. Exactly. You got nice. To. Okay. Tight. This, tight. I, I got to ask you, cause watching Speaking this, even privilege. as watching this easy as a 40 year old, I was like, fucking tight. This is awesome. But like, <laughs> I can't imagine what this was like as a 16 year old kid. It's like seeing just boobs everywhere. And like, yeah. this is kind of cool. The future that they portray though. Cause this is clearly, this isn't the first time they've done this. This is normal. This is equality of genders uh, where you've got the shower scene. You also have mixed gender sports teams. Yeah. That is just, this is totally normal. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. I, I like that they do that. It's it's a progressive, it's yeah. a progressive look at this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is, if that's exactly what everybody's asking for, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. Like, so is this cool? Because. Seems cool. Seems cool. Everybody seems cool with it. I think you can, I think you can look at it as progressive, but I think you could also look at it as like dehumanized. Yeah. Okay. Like they these people are just like of the cause. Mm-hmm. You know, they're and that's all oh, that that's there is. They yeah. they've been indoctrinated to this thinking of we have to exterminate our em- enemy and nothing else matters, not even the sanctity of morals anymore. Yeah. You know. Um but Boobs and shit are fucking tight. Boob, boobs are tight, dude. Boob, dude, boobs and dongs, right, guys? I mean, <laughs> like, love them both, man. Can we just talk about boobs and dongs? So for did a little you guys? Bit now? Did you guys see like the unedited cut of it? I don't know because I think the one that like you can stream is the edited one where like you don't see any dongs, you just see. Tits. Oh, there's no dongs, right? And I but there, I think the one that like the unedited one is on YouTube. So if you want to go see some dick, go go look it up. I check but it out. It's funny because YouTube, you know, if I. If what I won't, if I did that right now, they would censor us. But yeah, if you, but if, if you it's go, under a movie, guys, yeah, this is art. Totally go watch it. That's right. <laughs> totally go watch it. What, yeah. do you, what do you guys think about Gary? Uh, not Gary Busey, Jake Busey, old Jake this. Busey. I think he just made the cut for uh, for um, not getting aborted <laughs> on this or something. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me. What? What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> by this, excuse uh, me. By this, by this uh, very late totalitarian <laughs> government that said, "Look, he's he's close." <laughs> you have to understand that we have we have a certain you know bar that we set. <laughs> For our race, he's as more, this human race, he's more chatterbox Cenobite than he is human. <laughs> look, look, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of teeth. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to say it. Like, 
<laughs> it's like no i'm, I'm just i'm sorry uh, i fucking love jake Busey in this i don't at first but you're great. not supposed to but i love his to. fucking character in this so much and i think he plays it so well this is the height of jake Busey's career in my opinion 96 to 98 he's twister contact starship troopers enemy of the state Holy fuck he is in twister and and like those four movies like here comes jake Busey. oh no uh, no he didn't yeah, true. Yeah. He, he's disappeared he's gone <laughs> like, but yeah like I, I don't know i was i was thinking about like his character and uh there's there's a uh, a couple points too well yeah this is i mean this is the point where he, there's there's been a death in the squad yep and when he <laughs> takes so and this is a this is an ongoing theme and i feel like it doesn't matter uh it doesn't matter who it is or how it happens you want to climb rank and i can't tell I, when i was a kid i didn't think of it this way but now as an adult, I watched it a few times, and I'm like, does Jake Busey, he has that squad leader badge now? And does he give a smirk smile, or is he given like a, uh, kind of thing? Mm. Mm. I think he's given a smirk smile in the moment, where he's like, it, it's not real yet. He has the, the title in mind, but he hasn't earned it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He uh, wants, because he wanted to be squad leader for, a, for a, a, a stint of time. But Rico took it. Right. Right. And and then he got it now since Rico lost it, yes. and it seems like he's good with it. You act the part and then get the title. Yeah. You don't get the title. And he's got a smirk thinking, like, cool, I got it because, you know, it yeah. doesn't matter how. And then when it becomes real, I think he flips 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that whole that whole scene of, like, the death now where the dude gets shot in the face. <laughs> I guess I'm big and dumb. <laughs> because I'm big and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, does does he get shot in the eye? Yeah. So yeah. what the fuck did the helmet? What was that going to do? Did nothing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm saying. And also, it just seems really weird that they're using live ammo <laughs> rounds where people are just like working out along the side of the training ground. And yeah. And first of all, why are they fighting humans when they're fighting bugs? We're going to fight bugs. I don't know. And I like it's it's so fu- it was so fucking funny to me. Just be like, ah. he's he gets his head blown off. Everyone can see that. And someone yells, medic. Yeah. I'm like, no. It's not. It's not gonna work. No, I'm so no one, sorry. No one's ever gonna just, be able to put just, that together. Just pull a Wayne's world. And be like, car, <laughs> stop the thing. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Just say something like that because it's done. There's no medic that's gonna. That's they can't put one of those fluid things no. like he did on his arm. Did you guys see that? Yep. And his hand. What, they did have some cool technology of like rebuilding some. Yeah. They don't have a head one of those. No, no they don't have that for your brain. Yet. Yeah. 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 No. It's too bad, really. Once you're gone, you're gone. You know? mm. I, was, I also do have a question. So you've got um, you've got Carmen and Xander up on the spaceship. Uh-huh. And there's that, uh-oh, there's a comet coming, an asteroid, and they, they evade it. If you, I saw this somewhere, and unfortunately I don't know who to credit. I think it might have just been like looking up fan theories. But somebody was saying that their impact with the asteroid in space where oh, you change you change trajectories <laughs> just by hitting something that their impact actually changed the course of the asteroid and sent it to earth <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah which means the, which very well plays into oh the fact God. that that a lot of people think that the bugs weren't even the ones sending asteroids <laughs> we've never so, like, heard of that until now what like that they're that they hurl asteroids yeah. towards earth well they, and they kind of said it they're like they've been throwing I asteroids hurl another now. asteroid <laughs> but we never actually see them yeah. do it so like <laughs> did this just was this just complete happenstance that they're like oh fuck an asteroid's coming. We'll blame it on the bugs. Maybe, FYI, maybe. FYI, they weren't even supposed to be on that fucking course. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh she changed God. the course. So did Carmen literally fuck everything up? She started a war. She started Holy a war. She killed, she killed Casper Van Dien's parents. Yep. 
Probably killed her parents too. Probably. Yeah. I mean, her family's from there too. Maybe she wanted to. Maybe. Maybe she's a bug. She only wanted the mm. the, the core three in, in in her life ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's be friends forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> no one. <laughs> only us three. <laughs> and, and you got to think we learned a lot from like Armageddon too. Like, couldn't they have sent a team of drillers up to that asteroid yeah. and like blown it apart? Honestly, I don't know. It, it's, it's, <laughs> we did that in what? 2002, 2001. That was like 99 or 99, whatever, yeah. yeah I mean, That's 300 years ago The technology was definitely there. <laughs> I've also got, I got two things for this. Um, uh, number one, it's like uh, this whole thing happens and it's terrible. And it's like, ah, mom, dad, I want to get home. I've been an idiot. And it's like, it's like, hey, don't talk like that. I thought this was a very nice little scene. It's like, hey, don't talk. Like, you know, you just come on home. You know, everything will be just fine. And you're like, oh. No, weather coming in. And so it's like, <laughs> it's, is that splits rain? away. It's like, oh, call interrupted, AT&T. And it's like, God, not even, even in the future, nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking phone service. I, oh, well. Why do they have AT&T out here? It should be Verizon. I don't know what's going on. And then, and then, by the way, they also can't make these calls. Mail is on CDs. Mm-hmm. So on GameCube discs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're Mini on. discs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of all this technology and like like super, super space travel, because this, this base has to be somewhere like crazy. So instead of sending it via the universe, <laughs> yeah, there's they, a courier service. Snail mail it's like it. FedEx. FedEx has a ship that just goes light speed. They come to you, they go, what do you got in there? Pile this laser disc. He goes, <laughs> it just, it just shows up. So it's really fast. Like it's fast delivery. It's fast delivery. It's like next day you go on to Amazon Prime. You're like next day universe. Yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, what do you got for me? They're like, oh, uh, just this mini disc. Light speed. Light speed. Slow day today. I'm going all the way to Clan Death Doom Nine to deliver this bullshit. <laughs> why are oh. they sending it via CD? It's like it's like that'd be like today. It's like why are you faxing that? That's like, ex- yeah. Like, why do you just email you just it? Email me. Well, uh, fax is what we do. Oh well, you know it's like oh, would you send that via Pony Express? What the hell's going on? Here? I just thought that the the whole structure of this of this scene was so funny because he's like, I think I'm coming home, mom and dad. And they're like, Come on home. Is that rain? Asteroid. Boom. <laughs> So I'm back in it now. This is personal. Yeah, you know, fucking, this is personal. I think it was like strategically edited to be funny, yes. and I like that about it so much. As we've learned from uh, from Armageddon, this would be a a global killer. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, not no, just, no, just the Aires. city, just the city. Oh, Buenos Aires is wrecked. It's bro. the size of Buenos Aires, sir. Well, and, and like I don't want to get that way because like i i just for the record i I am not a believer in this but like this propaganda that develops from this is eerily prophetic to like 9-11 and those kind of conspiracy theories like what if that asteroid never even hit earth and they just they just like nuked buenos Aires real quick just to to make their agenda happen because it's very it's very true this is an agenda driven thing they show the they have the to, dead yes. dog in the rubble and they per, they find the perfectly placed photo out of the rubble to be like oh no a family lived here and they're dead now Only good they give you the man. they give you the key phrases too yeah. like a uh, war on terror you know they give you Dude. all those key phrases to make you get that like uh, uh like the cycle going in your mind, you know, get yeah. get that hate machine rolling so we can go, go get them, you know. They they use it all like throughout this entire time. Every time that pops up, it's all about would you like to know more? And usually you you actually see they don't want to know more. They, they click somewhere yes, else. They click somewhere else. And they use all the buzzwords. War on terror. Uh, the Mormon extremists, like all these things. Yep. It is. It's propaganda driven. And 
the 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 silliest thing to me was when they show that map of like uh, there's Clendathu in a completely different yep. system, and here's us, and they shot a straight beeline, direct, <laughs> dead, one-shot, golden gun rules, shot right at Earth, and that's how they did it. And it's like... Turns out it's Carmen. How? It turns out it's Carmen. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, we, that, we put a rookie pilot on, on the day. Oh, that, yes. day. that puck was going five-hole, but it went top shelf. <laughs> it went that out. deflection by Carmen. Yep. De- deflected by Carmen <laughs> right oh. in top. Boy, she's really got to feel bad about that one, scoring on her own team. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give a loving shout-out to Cedar Ridge Whiskey, who has been powering this podcast for probably two years now. You've heard us talk about him. It is the best whiskey ever made. This is my opinion. It's not actually written on the bottle, but this this place, all their 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 uh, straight bourbon whiskey, their collaboration with Slipknot, oh, their yeah. quintessential American single malt. Literally everywhere they go, they win awards. The what the single malt just won double gold in San Francisco. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, they let us go hand choose a barrel. We picked a single malt that was aged in a rum cask. And I believe that's going to be shipping out here soon. And I also believe there's like three bottles left online. So like if you like whiskey and you like supporting us and you like supporting our sponsors, go check it out. There's a link in the show notes. But Cedar Ridge Whiskey, if you love it, if you're if we're talking about Father's Day, if your dad is like a whiskey fan, get him a bottle. You can go to a store in the, around the Midwest and get some. Otherwise, you can order them straight to your door from CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Do it. They're you the best. It. You the got best. to. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. So the propaganda video begins showing to warrant an invasion of Clendathu. The troops meet at a staging point. Rico and Carmen are united and a fight breaks out. The invasion force is deployed, but the military intelligence underestimates the Arachnids' defense abilities, leading to thousands of casualties. I have to throw one thing out there just to shout out. Uh, that line line of the movie for me was when she goes, Goddamn bugs whacked us, Johnny. Yes. <laughs> that is that is the title of an interlude track from Minus the Bears, uh, Highly Refined Pirates. Uh, oh, no shit. Yes. And I never knew it because they were always, they were the original band for me that had the weird song titles. Okay. Yeah. Like Devil Wears Prada ish. Yeah. Like, eh, and that Highly Refined Pirates is like 2001 or something like that. And that is the name of a song. Goddamn, goddamn bugs whacked us, Johnny. That's awesome. <laughs> so I got to shout them out. That's a great line. I love it. <laughs> goddamn bugs whacked us, Johnny. <laughs> You've got his, his moment. Moment where he does come back in and everything for uh, who's the guy? What's the guy's name from Breaking Bad? It's uh, uh, Dean, Dean Dean, Dean, Norris. Dean, Dean Norris, Norris, commanding officer. Good job. Yeah, this is his second movie he's been in with with us. You remember? Really? T yeah. two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, Sorry, yeah. To, I was. No. You were gonna get it. I know. And I just had to say. I don't it. think I was. <laughs> I probably was. In Cedarman. No, I, I love that. And this whole, uh, I love the moment of Rico. Is this your signature here? Is this a form you said? He's like. Doesn't look like it to me. I'm like, yeah. now I know you're a good person. Yeah. Now I know you're a good guy. Well, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> well, then the fact that we'll get to it later where he's like, I want to I want to fight. He's like, you got to become a private. And he's like, fuck it. I'll, you know, it's pretty cool. Gets into that uh, fight. That was based uh, on a true story. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it near the end. But I mean, that's that's based on it was written based on true events. Oh, cool. Like of, of a person who actually did that. I can't remember his name. But there's a lot of there's a lot of um, I don't know if it was Roger Young, the name of the ship. Mm. I can't remember if it was him or the it was a different person. But there was actually a person who went into battle. He had he had issues with like his vision and whatnot, and he ended up going in and saving saving people. Oh, he, became, he became like a like a Medal of Honor winner. Damn, yeah, that's cool. 
uh, when they go into this whole battle, so we get we had a glimpse of it like in the in the first like news yeah. news coverage of it. They just get slaughtered, and I I love the the military uh, like equipment that they have, like the the, the mini nukes, pretty much that, yeah. that take out like the huge walkers and stuff. Um, what do you guys think about the design of the creatures themselves and uh, the CGI that does bring them to life? Dude, I I actually thought it was really good. I think it. I don't know how to stack it up to what I would have thought it would have looked like, but I thought it looked very believable. It reminds me of something, and I still don't know what it is. But it reminds me of another movie of what these creatures are like. Mm. But they were terrifying because it took what ten thousand rounds to kill one of them. Yeah, exactly. And they were fast as fuck. I thought I I very much enjoyed the arachnids. Like I thought they were pretty cool. Cool. I I I liked it, and like the CGI and the tech and everything that goes into it. I thought it was. I I do think it still holds up to a degree, at least. Um, I know they talked a lot about how the lighting was just really tough to deal with okay. on these and how like some of the rendering was just for rendering a shot of uh, like of footage, like a frame of footage took hours. Jesus. Like like and I'm talking almost sometimes beyond a day of rendering. And they were they were able to actually figure out some really intricate ways to to make them look better and uh, and, you know speed that process up i thought they looked great though the tanker ones um the big ones yeah. or whatnot that i thought those looked really cool it's very believable it made me think like yeah i could i i believe there's a planet out there with those things crawling all over <laughs> yeah i i thought I, I agree with you guys i think it does hold up and like even like the the minor maybe inconsistencies of like the lack of technology that they had then still makes it charming for me mm-hmm. because of what the movie is about yeah you know because it's like I don't know. It it just works well with the whole sat satirizing this mm-hmm. thing. It I don't. That's I don't know. I don't know why. Do you do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it, I, it holds up like that for me. But yeah, like the animators w- were incredible. Like Phil Tippett is one of the head head animators in this, and he's he. I think he worked on Jurassic Park a little bit, uh, and then also he has he's got a movie on Shutter called Mad God, which he's been working like his entire life to do, and it's fucking amazing. Just like stop animation kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I agree with you guys. Well, then, question for you. My initial notes were once, once. So we saw the intro of the movie where it's this scene, but at yeah. the beginning, right? My initial notes were like, "Fuck that!" Just start the movie, start the movie, and lead up to this. But I feel like maybe I changed my tune. Do you like that they do this? That the beginning of the movie is a flashback of this scene. Did, like, are we are we happy with that, or could they have just lived without it and just started the movie? I think it's seamless. I think it's. I think it. Uh are are talking about like the um the propaganda aspect of it uh-huh. like like uh a cameraman actually showing you like war footage and like pumping it into your house you know and then you see the real life uh, off ah, camera yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like that is pretty cool it, you know it's like the the two the two visions are, are aren't equal yes and like even though they're kind of showing the same thing they're really not and i love that that aspect of it was shown and i love that the the scene had no music where it was just like stark and real, yeah, like because they're right in the battle now, you know, almost like the the Omaha Beach scenes. Yeah, yeah. I have to say this too, because he is listed as dead. Yeah, and that's part of the propaganda. Exactly. Yes. You know, yeah. like there's, uh, I, I sometimes I get nervous about about getting too deep into some stuff, but there is there is an inside and outside propaganda like awareness going on in this movie. And I, again, maybe that's too deep because I have seen this movie 
a lot. <laughs> I've seen it a lot. But I think that's a, even another point of it of uh, of why they did that in the beginning, like what mm-hmm. you're talking about. They want you to think like somebody died, you know. And maybe, I mean, upon viewing this, it's not like I don't think this was ever an era of filmmaking that they're comfortable killing off a main character. But I think that I, I didn't know this is my first know? watch. I'm like, oh fuck, that was our main guy. Because watching it at the beginning, yeah. maybe you, you don't, don't know. You don't know that Rico's the guy in the helmet. You, okay, you, you're not going to make that connection. Your D- first, you time. didn't make I that didn't. connection. I was like, oh, the that, guy died. That jawline is pretty unmistakable. But yeah. you're right. But it, it, it is. It's pretty like obscured. when you play hockey, people look different yeah. in helmets. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're you know right. something yeah. about it. So then when I finally realized, I go, oh shit, that's Rico. And then oh fuck, he died. And then I'm looking yeah. at the time like, oh, there's an hour left. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like that's part of the propaganda yeah. train even further. And I, I – God, that's so funny to me. Rico, Rico, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. And that's another reason why it's just like Jake Busey is that character to a T. He's, he is the gung-ho all the way, kind of kind of jarhead as they say, um, ready ready to go. And he's excited that his buddy is listed as dead. Yeah. And well, what a funny thing. Hey, Johnny, you're dead. Isn't that awesome? He's like, I'd say, I'd say most of none of this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's I don't not know. cool being Luke Skywalker in this yeah. uh, tube of goo. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, how many of these tubs of goo do they have for people? Because they got a lot of people out there that <laughs> no, are fucking hurt. Ju- again, here's this privilege of, of our main group of characters. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. And we'll get to more of it. But speaking of Jake Busey, like the only thing worse than acoustic guitar guy at a party is violin guy at a party. Oh, man. Can you can you imagine being at a party and someone's like, <laughs> no, 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 and it's no, it's not just a regular like violin. It's like it's an like, electric. No, it can't. Stupid. It's got like it's, the it's got like revenge in the nerves. It's got all of its like presets built into it, so he's he can turn on the phaser. Here's and, wagon wheel. Uh, it looks it's like a, a it looks like a bad guy from t- like Batman and Robin would play this thing. Fucking George Clooney's Batman. That's an order. Well, I want one more thing before we move on. Uh, Are we to that scene right now? No, not okay, yet. Okay. So here, here's here's a weird moment. Um, the the fight between Rico and Xander is a is a cool fight scene. But yeah. this is when I noticed I didn't know what they were going for with sound design in this movie. Because do you notice that while they're fighting, Mazzy Star fade into you like comes up slightly in the mix and then just goes away. They don't make it super loud or apparent. It's and it's five seconds. What first of all, why that song? Second of all, why not loud and more than five seconds? Why not why not just why not just do Dave Matthews crash into me? That that's essentially <laughs> you know, like, what they were doing with that Mazzy Star fade into you. <laughs> <laughs> what, why why was that a thing? Like it, it, that's not telling know. anything. That's I don't just, know. Maybe it's like it, maybe it, I brought it up actually, in one episode recently where I'm just like some movies are like mandated from studios to have a song in there. Let's and maybe see Paul when Verhoen Mazzy was Star like, came out. Maybe Paul Her- Paul Verhoen was like, "Okay, we'll do that." And he's like, "Bring it up right here, and bring it bring it back down." Ninety three. <laughs> when did when did this movie come out? Ninety seven. Oh, okay, weird. So four years later, like, oh, Mazzy Star, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like this weird. It's um, is this uh, the? It's like a breakup. It's almost like a bad breakup, and the breakup just happens to involve a fist fight between two dudes. You know, like, weird. and and I think there's they said like they wanted. Carmen to have more of a relationship or more like budding. You're right. Like relation with Xander. Yeah. But people did not go for people it. They're like, no, no that. that's not cool. Because then so they it's wanted just to implied. Yeah. And, and so we don't know. We just 
it's whether they, or not you want to believe it that they bank. They bank. Come they on, bank. guys. I mean, I have one more thing. Space to say. is lonely on on the deck. One more thing to say about uh, this, like ca- this mass casualty that's uh, covered up and made to look fun uh, for propaganda. A uh, hundred thousand dead, yeah, exactly. and counting. We need you because everyone dies. Because everyone here. died, we need more. We need. Um, they they show a shot of like the the commander, like the whoever, like general, pretty much, and it, it's just like he's relieved of duty, and another one comes in, and another idiot comes in to do same, to do nothing. Thing. Still being the puppet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I love how they show that. To defeat the bug, we must understand the bug. <laughs> Thanks, Freud. Oh, like, <laughs> wow. That's oh, good. Cool. Oh, we're good. Gonna, let's change thousand, over. Thousand-year-old philosophy, we're going to get into this. <laughs> Jesus. Good. What is this, a Walmart? We're going to change over management because one thing went wrong? Come yep. on, guys. <laughs> yep. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? One little person One died. little person. A hundred thousand people died. We got six billion more. Come on. Uh, no. <laughs> we got these things called penises and vaginas, and they make babies. We can That's just make right. more of us. In fact, we'll have our soldiers do it in the next scene. Yeah, unless they look uh, like Jake Busey. Then yeah. Well, then we'll have him play violin. Uh, <laughs> so, talented. Last thing. Sorry. I need to talk about the music and the main theme. Okay. Big fan of it. Yeah? I... I love it. It is an epic soundtrack like or like main theme of this. When they are charging that battlefield, they don't know what they're running into. Mm-hmm. And they, they come off of those those ships and they're dropping in and and you have the 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 main guy, their lieutenant, who's like, leaves more bugs for us to kill. We're going in first, like that kind of thing. And it is just this epic all out run. And those I'm telling you, baby, French horns. Yeah. French horns are the call of war. And love. Yep. Okay. And so th- that theme, though, is epic. And then it just immediately takes a turn. And it goes goes negative every single time yep. on cue. They cue it up every single time perfectly. When a starship gets hit, mm-hmm. the big bugs come out. This isn't, this isn't, uh, we're doing re- good. No, we're not. This isn't reflective light. Like somebody <laughs> made a big fucking mistake, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It's so good and it's so well timed, and I want it as my alarm when I wake up in the morning. I'm with you, man. I, right. th- I think it works totally. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, scene four: badly wounded Rico is rescued by Lieutenant Ratchek, Ratchek, right, and brought yeah. back to health. D- Rico, Dizzy, and Ace Levy join Ratchek's special forces unit, the Roughnecks. Rico eventually earns the rank of corporal and becomes romantically involved with Dizzy. The Roughnecks respond to a dis- distress call on Planet P, but are quickly overwhelmed by the bugs. Carmen and Xander recover the surviving Roughnecks by dropship, but not before Dizzy is killed. Ratchek's up next. <laughs> I mean, Love if you're going to if you're going to be there, this is the group you want to be with. Yeah. Right? Like we're already there. We might as well get with a badass group that's like all ready to die. Yeah. Get, your, get your orders. I want to change up my orders. I want to go to the Rough Riders can just you, like Dizzy did. Can you explain why <laughs> Michael Ironside like what? Does he know who these kids are? This is like this is like three months later, right? From when they were at school. Um, so it's a it's a year later. Okay, it's a so, little over a year so later. So a year later, this guy has been te- had taught them all for an entire year of school. Yeah, and knew them well. And now all of a sudden, like, does he know who they are? He sure plays it off like he doesn't. Is he just blinded by flashes of war? Like, what's think, going on? And then how he, did he make it? And like, how did he go from school teacher to like badass? Dude? I think the Buenos Aires attack like kind of recruited Wasn't a lot. Was he of- in Buenos Aires? 
<laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. What the fuck is going How did he get out? Well, I think I think it's like a, a thing where it's like, oh well shit, this is serious. We need everyone we can get okay. kind of thing. And so we're gonna get and the, he snapped. the badass uh ratchet. He's just a high school teacher. Well, yeah. so, well so was uh what's it uh, Tom Hanks and Sam yeah, Pyre Ryan. Yeah, 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 Again, yeah. this is let's like let's dive into the propaganda arms, machine, man. right? Ratchet absolutely hey, called arms, baby. Like he he had to have been military. He ha- he has to be like some he sort has of citizen. To be something you have to think of him that way because and he's got an arm off. And Rico even says uh, in the dispute that he has with his dad, his dad's all pissed. He's like, "Who's that guy? Ratchet? What kind of name is that? Ratchet? That's yeah, weird. he's the one like telling you what to do and and telling you that you should sign up for military service." He's like, "No, he kind of dissuades that." Well, reverse psychology, he kind of tells you to not do that. That's he tells true. you to hey, make up your own mind. You know, do it. Do you listen to the propaganda this and then is, make up your own mind. That's right, because because that's exactly what propaganda is. Is it's what they tell you. Free will is the only real freedom we have. I'm giving you a make seed. up your own mind, and and it is your own choice. However, everything has been laid. The groundwork has been <laughs> yeah. laid for you to make the choice that <laughs> I want you to make, and that's what it comes down to. And then you see Ratchek right there, and he is gung ho. One rule: everybody fights. Or else I shoot you myself. Yeah, nobody well, quits. And that's that's the thing too. Like people like to be led, and yeah. people like a strong leader. You know, like Absolutely. and and if if you're not a leader, like especially you love to be led because if you're if you're behind this guy, like we talked about in Saving Prior Ryan, I would I would go anywhere with Tom Hanks. Yeah, like I would listen to any command he says, and probably Ratchet too, because one, a good leader, uh, not only like pumps up his his people that he's leading. But also has time to let them have fun, mm-hmm. and which he does in this, you know. Yes, he does, and that's why people like him. And that's why that girl fucking decks Jake Busey in the face. Like, don't ever dis- besmirch our leader ever again. Yeah. You know? Do you think it's like a thing like Save It Private, Private Ryan, like you said, where there's this running thing where everybody's trying to figure out what Ratchek did in his past life? Sure. Yeah. And then yeah. the and then Rico shows up and he's like, he's a teacher, <laughs> and they're like, what? Wait, wait. Oh, do you mean to tell me? Off. Do you mean to tell me that Saving Private Ryan is actually based on Starship Troopers? It really is. Yes. Let's, what let's the hell is going it's a futuristic on? Saving <laughs> Private Ryan. It totally is. <laughs> I also I also thought um, uh, Seth Seth Gilliam. Uh, he plays uh, Sugar Watkins. Oh, yeah. He's part of that crew. Uh, I thought he was yeah. great in this. Do you reckon the main thing I know him from is he was Gabriel the Preacher in Walking Dead? Yes, yes. That was the one that I kept going. Oh fuck that no guy! Shit. How do I know that guy? I think he's been in a lot of things, but I thought he was really good in this uh, in this movie in this role. I I agree with you. There's something about a soft spoken badass yeah. that is very intimidating, you know. And he's carrying the big gun. Yes, he to is. To a degree, he's, you know, he's got the claw on that necklace. Prop. Oh, oh shit. Ooh, here's a prop. I want Sugar's necklace for show. Damn, I didn't. I'm usually pretty good at thinking about props, and I don't think I thought about this one. I want Michael Ironside's arm. <laughs> I used to have this, and it was around the time where I watched this <laughs> movie. put it right next to the Terminator arm. <laughs> exactly. I used to, it might have been what I picked. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I used to have this like arm that was like a robot hand arm, but like you could talk into it and it made like your voice change Ooh, into like a robot. Yeah, exactly. I am your father. So I want that. I want uh, Rico's jawline. <laughs> With the scar and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. The scar makes it. Yeah, kind of. That's sort of what I'm going for. I think uh, that's my prop. Okay. I looked up to see if he happened to play young Indiana Jones in number three, and 
it's not him. What uh, else did he do? Sorry, but is he's there got anything the scar. that he's very well known for, or is it sort of people are screaming at us Dude, right now? Ca- <sighs> Casper, Casper Van Dien has, has had okay, and I'll say this about the, almost the entire the entire cast. A lot of them have prolific television yes, careers. It, yeah. it seems like a television type crew, yeah. doesn't it? There's a very funny story. Uh, in Casper Van Dien revealed um, he was picking up his two daughters from school. Oh, yes. Did yeah. you, <laughs> he went by the line at school to pick up his kids. Uh, this is actually this quote what he said. He said, I went by the line at school to pick up my kids. You know, you drive up to the school. And when I get up there, there are like these six, 10 and eight year old boys uh, hanging out with my daughters. I pulled up in line and the boys go, Johnny Rico. Why didn't you tell us your dad was Johnny Rico? And I said, what are you boys doing watching Starship Troopers? And they said, our dads made us watch it with them. Fuck then yeah. my daughters get in the car and my 10-year-old uh, says, dad, were you really naked in Starship Troopers? And I said, yeah. And she said, how could you do that to me? Then my eight-year-old says, wait, like naked, naked? And I said, yup. Yeah. And she said, oh my God, my life is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest three-minute Ride home I've had in my life. I fucking love that. That's story. such a, an awesome story. That's that's the thing about Casper Van Dien though is like it, well, number one, if you're good looking, I you're just you're an asshole. Like that's uh, yeah, just that's the kind of person. Just like if you're tall, you're yeah, an asshole. Like yeah. you're probably an asshole. I just think that's just who you are, and you think you're better than me, and uh, that's a complex I have. Yeah, and <laughs> that's that's a problem. That's a problem within me. Yeah. So and so, but but you when you read about Casper Van Dien and everything, you you realize like he loves this yes. so much, and he appreciates this movie and this role, and he is not he does not treat it like some sort of one hit wonder. Yeah. He is so appreciative. He loves people when they call him Johnny Rico. Yeah. Cool. You, you know, he's you like so excited you about like it. You do like to hear that. And he it's he's so receptive to it and and really appreciates what it did for his career. And pretty much almost anybody in this movie. You're I'm just a I'm a cast for Van Dien fan eleven sixty nine four twenty. Yeah, dude. Exclamation mark. Like one hundred percent like dude, let's hang out and have a beer. Probably gluten free because that's show. what you drink. Come, come be a guest <laughs> so, on the show. Please. You know, because I I can't imagine you put like one ounce of carbs or gluten into your body. Um Cedar Ridge whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you, man. I think that you know we uh, said it on Con Air, where like John Malkovich was like, "Oh, I, I did a stupid movie in Con Air." It's like, yeah. but you're fucking amazing in it, and people love you in it, dude. So be happy. Yeah, and I I, I love that. That's like we talk about uh, Sasha um, <clears throat> Sasha Jensen in Days and Confused. Like yeah, he does yeah. conventions and stuff, and people love him in the movies he does. And he's like, "Well, I want to be there for that," you know. And, yeah, you know, and I want to see that people like these things yeah. that I do, and like. <laughs> To build on top of it, like he's, like I said, I think perfectly cast. And I, I don't see anybody else in this role ever. That's true. Because, like, I even think that he's not, like, the greatest in it. No, but, but I think it's on purpose. I think Paul Verhoeven knew he wasn't the greatest actor ever, but could pull off this particular like it, role. Like, if you would have put Tom Cruise in this role, like, ugh. no, it's not going to work. It wouldn't have worked or if out. If you're going to put Mark tone. Wahlberg in this or, role. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, they had a lot of people like that that were probably stars to a degree, yeah. you know, and they wanted to put them in, like, oh gosh, what they say, like, you got Mark Wahlberg or Matt Damon, Matt Dillon, like all these random people that you could have had in this movie, but they didn't, you know, seek them out. And that's nothing no. against Casper Van Dien at no, all. Like, no. It's I think I just Praise. perfect goddamn uh, role for him, and he he killed it. Yeah. So we do need to consult the Jarrett Layoff Confused Breakfast actor database. I like to ask you guys uh, of any actor in this movie, who do you think was in the most films we have reviewed? What actor? 
There's a there's a clear cut winner at at three uh, movies. This, oh. this actor's been in three movies. You know who it is? I uh, I don't know. We his, haven't talked about him yet. I don't know his name, but I know the character. Okay, which one? General Baxter. May, maybe Mar- Marshall Bell. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh god. I, yeah. We're gonna die. <laughs> He's still hung up about his divorce with his wife. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Marshall Bell was in Stand By Me and Airheads. Yeah. I also think that he fucking phoned this in. You think so? I think I think his performance is is either absolutely brilliant or fucking terrible, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. See, that's what the thing with so- this movie, man. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of the performances are like that. Yeah, and I, I, and I. Ah. It's, what sucks? What sucks is that sounds like a diss, and I swear to God, it's not. Yeah. Like I love kind of being in question of that. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Uh, one more. One more thing about uh, the party scene where uh, Dizzy and um, Johnny finally get together. I I love the line where Michael Ironside comes in. He's yep. like, uh, "I need you out there uh, in like thirty minutes." Or grab like, grab t- your gear. T- ten, 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 ten minutes. Five minutes. Or yeah, ten minutes. Uh, make it twenty. And I want like a scene where it's like <laughs> it cuts to one minute and sixteen minutes later. <laughs> one minute and sixteen seconds later. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <sighs> Actually, well, okay. And then also, can we do top, it again? On top of this scene where they they're like scouting the next day, and they, he sends that dude out to his death, yes. pretty much. They're all hungover. Yes, they're all fucked up still, probably, and like the glow of of sex off of Johnny and uh, and yeah. Dizzy there, you know. Yeah, their genitals are glowing. Yeah. brighter than yeah the comm <laughs> system can. You know, it's, it can't break through the aura. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know. Go to higher ground, son. Definitely sends that guy to his death, yep. and that guy probably wanted it because he was so hungover. Yep, he's like cool. He's like we've all been there where like you got a really bad hangover and you're just like I'm cool with it. And that and and it's my time to go. And Ratchek was probably was probably like God, that guy's annoying. He keeps interrupting me. I was talking to Rico. He comes up. He says that some shits on the radio. It's like just wait, <laughs> just stop interrupting me. And maybe I'd like you enough to keep you around. But no, he ends up killing that guy. Yep, uh, very consciously. And I have to say, guys. This was the scene. I, I'm sorry, I got to double back. This was the scene that that uh, made me probably only want to ever have sex in tents. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, tent sex is not the kind of sex you want to have. No, I no. think it's all I want to have. No, uh, <laughs> I think it's important. I think that, I've never done it, but I would like to. No, I I think I'll do it. I'll do it the way that like you know uh, I don't know weird people do. I'll put down an air mattress or something. Add some some fun bounce. Whatever it takes. Uh, I have that same sleeping mat. <laughs> I've got the sleeping mat, guys. That's why I bought it. That's why I bought it. It was just to hopefully eventually just just blast a, something right through it. So, wow. wow. We're when you bought it, the person, the person was like, oh, this looks Well, you're the one who made us watch that before this, Mike, to get up, up, up. All right? oh, I this, just want to know this, if anybody's this, this looks, blast uh, holes through This looks massive. like a comfortable mattress you're going to have for camping. He's like, I'm actually going to just fuck on it. That's all I'm going to do. Oh, that's it. we put that down for, for mess. Yeah. That's what you <laughs> take it away, wash it off. That's right. It's very easy to clean. Oh. Are right. we off the rails? No. You want to do? You want to hey. do scene five? Ten sex. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go down on your girlfriends. All right. <laughs> We've all got our thing. We got our thing. Mike, what do you? What was it that you're into? I don't know. Come what are we on. talking about? No, we knew. Like you, you revealed. He wants to fuck sharks. Sharks. This is oh, shark yeah, sex. Yeah. That's I, right. I want to fuck sharks. Ten I'd sharks fuck a shark. down. Did I say that in Jaws? I think God. I think that's like I think that was the uh I think that's why the did follow I say to, I'd fuck a shark? I don't know. But yeah. somebody go back and tell me why I said that. That's uh Black Hawk down two, tent shark down. 
Let's finish this movie. The group returns Please. to the fleet where Jenkins explains the existence of a brain bug. Rico takes command of the Roughnecks and goes back to P to capture the brain bug. As battle commences, Carmen's ship is destroyed by the Arachnids and her and Xander are captured by the Arachnids. Rico and his team successfully res- rescue Carmen and capture a brain bug. Can I ask a question again? Why This is this weird privilege. Why does Dizzy get a funeral? Yeah, I know. I don't know. Oh, Especially, yeah. like, th- hundreds of thousands have died, right? So, like, why is she more special than the rest of them? But why is she in more special than Ratchek? Yeah. Ratchek's their goddamn leader, and they didn't say a word about him dying. Well, well they didn't pull him out so they could send him into space. So <laughs> That's true. That's true. They, they, well, they're going to send a hologram into space? They don't even do that with their messaging system. Well, so honestly, that, they that, do that with their dead. That could be it, where it's like all of the bodies are so fucking mangled. She's the only one that made it <laughs> like out. She was on the ship, at least. Like, she's, she's just the, the she honorary. She looks pretty good. She looks pretty... You did a pretty good job on this uh, whole embalming thing. She's still pretty well put together. Just cover the wound with a shirt. I think we're good. Let's do a... Let's do it And let's film it. Let's propaganda. Film it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's film it. <laughs> yeah, I don't you're know. right. Like, why is she getting this? Uh, Millions send-off? have died. I had that same thought. Millions yeah. have yeah. died. I, yeah, it's I don't know. But how that will those, tie into my fan. One of our main shortly. characters, I yeah. guess. Guys, it. how many of those caskets are floating around? Just <laughs> dude, there's a lot of dead bodies in space in real life. I bet. how many of those oh. are deterring asteroids into Earth as well? That's like, true. Like, like, deflecting. We're just, we're just out here. We're just polluting the 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 universe with our dead, and no wonder the bugs are pissed tight tight like right i mean yeah uh I, it's just I, food for them it's just you're right that's a good point is a dead it? body yeah that's that's true they okay. don't if have they to be find alone. one they're like oh thank god okay. <sighs> dizzy <laughs> um i i have to say i think i think that her her death is the best on-screen death in this movie really i think it's very good i do i do think it's good do you do you guys not think her death was good dizzy's death i didn't think it was bad um I thought it. I thought it was like the you know the don't let me go thing, and yeah. like she's you know kind of and falls back on it. Followed up by one of the absolute worst on screen deaths in cinema history Who? was Captain of of the the Roger Young of Carmen and Xander's ship. That's an or. She was weird. Might as well have like stuck her tongue out. Like what? <laughs> X's on her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she she had plenty Looks of like- time to get out from underneath that thing. Oh, dude! I mean, it's like Austin Powers. Stop! <laughs> There's no! still time. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's an or. <laughs> what? What were you going to say? <laughs> Well, even uh, it wasn't good. Ratchet's death could have been avoided, I believe. Like, sir, it's like only below the knees. I think we could pull you out. They make prosthetics just like your arm for this. Honestly, (laughs) sir, you just hang in there. You'll be you'll be walking in four days. (laughs) It's fine. No, kill me now. Fuck it, kill me. We haven't done this in a while. We got to humanize the goons here. I I truthfully believe that the bugs. We need to humanize them. They, they have not once shown the ability to actually throw asteroids. They're not bad. Literally, we want a planet that they're on. They're defending themselves. Yeah. And there's obviously air on their planet, so that could be the thing. Mm, we want the air. See, and air. That, uh, you'll, they'll never allude to propaganda 101. Well, I took a class. I didn't take a class. And you know how they, they say the, that they can they say they can send the asteroids. <laughs> they also say that they suck your brain. Yeah. How do they hurl an asteroid? 
that's that's the don't. one big thing, guys. They can't they can't <gasps> they can't like time and shoot one of one of their one of their you know fluorescent jizzes into the sky. <laughs> They can't do that and, and be like, uh, yeah, it's a that's a defense mechanism. Yeah. Okay, um, it, that's all that that is. It's it has nothing to do with actual attack. It has to do with their defense mechanism. Yeah. Oh man, that just got deep. Yeah, like a, a raccoon. Because we are attacking and they're putting up a defense mechanism. Or a, a skunk spraying a defensive odor that sucks. Right. That's what they're doing. That's yeah, basically that's offensive, doing. but it's because they were defensive. Yeah. And they said, "Don't worry about that light. We don't know anything about it." Uh, no, that's just uh, that's just refre- reflective light. Somebody made a big damn mistake. They yes. don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. It shows. Number one, it proves how much they don't know about them. Uh, it shows how much uh, how much they they haven't looked into them, haven't researched anything. They're strictly defensive, and they're going to a planet. And they even mention um, the news guy mentions at one point too. He says some people think that we're in the wrong, that we're going to a planet that uh, and invading their uh, planet or their ground, yep. you know, their natural habitat. And since we're invading their natural habitat, it's this is a defense to them. They're fighting back. Yeah. Weird. Why would they hurl? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I humanize the bugs. Why do NPHs people look like SS officers? Dude, thank you for saying that. <laughs> thank like, you. What are they getting at with this? Because that's a clear. Know. That is an. They did this. They made that choice on purpose. We know. Like, what is the company? Uh, I don't know who made all the uh, Nazi uniforms, but they look fucking fly. Like, we can't deny that. They like, look we good. hate. We hate Nazis, but they look. They had a great look on them. I'm like, you could have taken them and put them right into uh, Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would. They would fit right in there. I was just gonna say, if you guys, uh, what's that Tom Cruise movie? Movie where he's like part of the, um, I yeah, just I just uh, watched Valkyrie. It. Valkyrie. He look they they look like they're straight out of Valkyrie. Does yes, one hundred percent. And Neil Patrick Harris, yeah, in that um, like leather awesomeness jacket that like since since I'm c- Colonel, I get to wear awesome leather on an hundred and twenty degree weather. <laughs> um, yeah, that looks that that's an intimidating look. Yeah. yeah, that's and that is it's definitely on purpose. Yeah. So here's here's a Mike's fan theory. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm Sean. <laughs> now I can't really call it a Mike fan theory because I did see this on Reddit. Uh, how is regular Castle? Um, they're saying that you know you keep seeing these cutaways from the desktop. Someone's on a desktop computer reading Federation news. Um, this guy was arguing that that the entire film, this entire movie, is Federation propaganda that someone is watching. And those cutaways are commercial breaks. Oh. Like, this is a made-for-TV movie that is Federation propaganda that then has commercials in it oh. that they're there were, watching. There were plenty of films back in, like, the World War II days. Like, yeah. actual films, like Goebbels. Goebbels films. Yeah, well, and, yeah. and so the, it would explain, like, why all the soldiers in the film look like supermodels mm. and why they all seem to have, like... Um, question uh, like better treatment than everyone they all advance quickly and it's like because these are our main characters so we're following through the story i mean and they never seem to question the morality of the federation's decisions i i think that's a cool way to look at this movie that this was all just filmed and this was a made for tv movie for their propaganda machine 
And you know what? The like the filmmaking aspect of it too. There's not a lot of flash to it. There's right. a lot of locked off cameras. There's not a lot of like right? you know, like it's it's a lot of just like put the camera there and capture the thing, capture yes. the people saying the lines, like a like a kind of low budget propaganda yeah. film could be. Uh, I like that a lot. It's it's a cool way to think. There are a lot of look it up sometimes. Starship Troopers uh, fan theories. There's a lot of cool stuff online. There's a ton. Like I feel like you can really dive into this movie uh, about as deep as you want. Yeah. Um. And and pull out some of that. Uh. You know, hidden agenda behind a movie. You know, vibe. Um, there's a lot of that stuff of why is everybody in Buenos Aires look like this? <laughs> it's like, well, it's because like these Nazi or Aryan people ended up going out. They they all jump ship to uh, Argentina. Yep, yep. That's where a lot of them ended up. <laughs> yeah, you true. know things like that. Been a long time. That's why people are all these beautiful people, and this federation started to spread all yep. over the world. It's it's fascinating. It is. It's really fascinating. Well, we got to finish up with. If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The brain bug. Fuck that shit. I do not like that thing. At okay, all. we're going the bug then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was. Just, my next note is the brain bug fucking terrified Sean, me. Sean, it still does. It's terrifying. That thing, that effect, and the whole brain sucking and like the the skinnying of uh, Patrick Muldoon's face and the white eyes. It's still fucking staggering like to watch. Like I hate it. I think I think Denise Richards was just jealous that that brain bug sucked out his soul instead of her. Yeah. But that's about it. That's true. That's true. So. We never Ouch. got to see that. Yeah. Are you punching Denise Richards? Uh, <laughs> you kind of want to. She's the catalyst. She smiles for all this. too much. Quit fucking smiling. Yeah. Yeah. God damn She's it. She's too stoked about. You ever a lot see of something it. so? <laughs> if, to 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 steal a line from Edward Norton, I just want to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> And sometimes it's <laughs> sometimes it's Denise Richards. <laughs> Denise Richards <laughs> being too perfect, and yeah, I I'm going brain bug. But I also have a question: like, did they purposely design this to look like a vagina? I don't know. It looks like it because it's in in Clandethu, vagina sucks you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's exactly right. <laughs> but even even at the end there, there's the censored thing. They put like a dildo into his mouth and it censors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put that. <laughs> like, it's fucking weird that they're, they're implying like, what are you trying to say here? Hey, man, look, dicks fuck assholes dicks and fuck things. pussies. Yeah. Okay? All those things. That's that's what they do. The, uh, and and um, if you're a totalitarian oligarchy whoever you you fuck everything and including that brain listen bug. the federation is a big swinging dick big old swinging and dick. this brain bug is scared that's right it's scared yeah, All right. yeah. scared of our big swinging dick the federation. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's take it wow back and get its secrets out yeah dale dies cameos right here that's is all, it that's all i got what, what, who was he? Uh, he's, I mean, the the white haired kind of guy. When when they do capture the brain bug, mm-hmm. he's on the planet, uh, and I think it's um, uh, Clancy Brown's character who's like praised for yeah, like yeah, actually yeah. capturing Zim, it. Zim's getting picked up. And Dale die just like kind of right there next to him. I think. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Okay, just so he's like looking extra. at the camera. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Dale Die. <laughs> fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, it turns out it wasn't it wasn't the the, the mighty fleet. Nope. It wasn't the the mobile infantry. Just Zim. It was Zim. Who caught the bug? It's like, why the hell are we doing all this? <laughs> why don't we just send him? Why don't just go get him? God damn it. Well, up. fellas, is that it? You got anything else you want to add before we give this a modern day rating? That's it. That's it.
We've dissected it scene by scene. Now we got to go to Sheen by Sheen. Sean, what is your uh, what is your modern day rating on this movie? I didn't like any of that. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think that this movie is extremely entertaining, um, and I can kind of go back to it any time. I think for me, um, I, th- I think that what it's saying and the, the discussion that you can have on this movie is quite fascinating. And I think that like it doesn't. It didn't need to be this way. It could have just been what it's filmed as to be just like a kind of a throwaway science fiction uh, humans killing giant bug movie, you know, a science fiction kind of uh, opera of of just man's triumph over another evil. Um, where in, in fact that this movie has a lot to say about uh, the political aspect, about propaganda aspect of war, the war machine. Um and I think it's pitch perfect uh, in doing so. Um, and so with that, I got, I want to give this movie a... I'm going to give it a 7.99. 7.99. AJ, what about you, man? No, I agree because I think, I think there's a reason that this movie um, is so well received by both... But equally by critics and audiences alike. There's a reason that that happened, and it's not the... Because on the surface, this movie shouldn't Mm-mm. shouldn't do that. Mm-mm. It just shouldn't. There's just no reason it should be uh, received so equally and and honestly so positively. Because uh, unless there is a real genuine message, I mean, we talked a little bit about the book and the author, and you know the 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 author of the source material, if you will, um, was was not fascist. Was not a a totalitarian uh, person, you know, uh, he was very much the opposite. And this was, his book was based in satire, much like this movie is. And I think that's a great generational um, example, I guess, of his book was received very specific with mixed reviews. And so was this movie. I think it's genius. I think it's actually done very well in, in for the audience that was going to be viewing this uh, in, in that regard. So, that all being said, I, I enjoy the casting. I think it's very, very intelligent, very smart, very well put together, and I love that theme music, guys. I am going to give this an 8.2. Nice. Damn, dude. Uh, you know, so again, this was my first time seeing it, and and call it, call it obvious, uh, but it wasn't obvious to me. And I think that's a problem, and I hope I'm not the only fucking idiot out there, but I was just like... I don't understand what they're doing. I feel like it was a little too deep of a of a metaphor to make this like, uh, you know, ah, this is funny. It's like, well, is it? Like, I can't tell. First watch, I was going to give it like a five. <laughs> Second watch, I enjoyed it much better. Now that I was like, All right, I, I, I understand this. I get this. I think if you had, I loved the movie so much until like the final planet scene in the, in the brain bugs. I was kind of like, yeah. I could do without. In fact, on my rewatch, I was very enthralled, and then I kind of gave up after Mm. that part. So I have a feeling I will like this more every time I go back and watch it. But for now, currently, I'm going to call it a 6.26 
for me. Executive producer Starling says, watching this with a modern eye, I was expecting to find the whole thing ridiculous. I really wanted to understand how Johnny Rico, Carbon Ibanez, and Dizzy Flores, and the entire Caucasian high school were all from Buenos Aires. How is this explained? It wasn't, but I did my own research and found out that apparently a lot of Argentinians look very European. So thanks to you boys, I'm getting an education. Though I still don't understand how a blind biology biology teacher could be the best person to lead a dissection course. But shout out to one of the best cameos so far in a movie, getting Mrs. Blanche Devereaux herself. Hell yeah. As the movie starts, I heard high school teacher later turn squad leader Mr. Ratchek talking to the class, and I heard him say something that made me pause. Reverse the movie and watch the entire scene again because I wanted to make sure I understood him correctly. He explains that democracy and social scientists are to blame for Earth's demise, which is why we had to revert to a military-led government with meritocracy based on your contribution through the military. This contribution makes you a citizen versus a civilian, which would allow you to vote and easily procreate. I thought to myself, this movie seems like what white Americans in the 1950s would think the future would look like. This movie is based on a novel that was written as a response to the U.S. ceasing nuclear testing in the 1950s. Now take that information and think about that comment that Denise Richard makes about how everyone being destroyed in Hiroshima is the best example of how violence has resolved more conflicts conflicts with a pure angelic smile on her face. That's fucking wild to me. The movie goes more of a satirical direction than the novel, or at least they tried, with the propaganda commercials with kids and showing how brutal the bugs are. However, it seems that both the Federation and the Bugs are colonizers. Who knows what we did to piss these guys off? At some point, we must have both tried to take over the same planet. The gang of pretty people plus Neil Patrick Harris all pursue the military for different different reasons. Johnny Rico could have headed to Harvard for a nice life full of parties, ladies, and taking over the family business. But his love for Carmen and the right to vote led to a life of service as an infantryman. A job so dangerous that Johnny, a teenager becoming corporal, could have made sense if that was to show how quickly people get killed in the field that surviving one year could equal ten year. But that doesn't explain the quick advancements of his, of his high school besties who also become leaders in their respective units. Johnny played football against Xander and somehow Xander, Xander was the assistant flight instructor to Carmen. <laughs> Did you notice that Johnny is so good looking that his face and smile literally win everyone over? Jake Busey's ace is trying to harass everyone in the lunch line and takes one look at Johnny and instantaneously becomes his friend. <laughs> Dizzy gets stabbed to death and they rip a bug's leg out of her chest and she says it was okay because she finally got to have you. (laughs) Can you imagine Sarah Connor or Ripley saying that to a guy they got to sleep with for 20 minutes once? (laughs) Reese is pretty good. (laughs) Also, this takes place in the 23rd century, which is when the fifth element universe was occurring, like we said. One film assumed massive integration with huge developments in technology and weapons. The other went the opposite direction. If only Johnny had Zorg's ZF-100 for those critters. But they do have interplanetary travel, video conferencing tissue regeneration but if you want to get a recorded video that's going to require a cd rom <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's easy to make fun of aspects of this movie but at the end of the day it is fun the reality is johnny rico is charming he has a big heart and i'm rooting for him he never he's never coming off superior to any of his peers he just keeps fighting despite his blessings he doesn't make choices that make his life any easier he is the kind of military hero we expect everyone to be the opposite of the general who saved his life hiding in a locker which is where you would have found me mm-hmm. the film has a cheesy a mix of cheesy effects but what but 
but what they saved in the laser tag scene they spent on the bugs. On Netflix, on my old flat screen, <laughs> the bugs looked fantastic. It's a fun movie, and while I won't seek it out, I know I will see this movie again someday, and I happily give it a 6.5. It's not the best of its genre, but it'd be fun to see with a group of people. So that takes us to a 7.24 for a modern-day rating, which is going to be, you know, 7.24. We'll call it uh, number 60 on our list. So that's a little better than half. That's going to be right below Predator, right above Groundhog Day. No, that's fair. Actually, let's put it this way. Right above Predator, right below um, Spaceballs. Is where that is. So it's like, no, right, yeah, that okay. makes sense. It's like right in there. Uh, it feels okay to me. Yeah. Yeah. Below. Did you Sorry. See? So Predator 7.25, uh, Starship Troopers 7.24, Spaceball 7.14. Okay. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, that's fine. No, that's fine. No, it is. I'm, yeah. I'm good with it there. I'd like to see it as like a 7.5 at least. Yeah. That's our fault, you know? But yeah, that's well, why that's why we do this. That's exactly why. This is why we spend our, our time on this is to come up with a modern day rating that is now gospel. It so we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week, The Fugitive. And then yeah. a movie that has been asked since the day we started. We're going to hit Airborne. I can't gonna wait. And I'm going to wear my rollerblades the whole show. Hell. It's okay. going to be fucking awesome. Right. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year. Weekend at Bernie's. That is a summer flick. The weather is hot out there. You go watch Weekend at Bernie's and you tell me it's not the funniest the roof shit you've ever seen. Seen where they're where they're literally yes. like the, the tar is getting burnt and like yeah. melted on their skin. You can feel you that. You can feel that. That's everything. And don't forget we have a voicemail call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Gentlemen, how the heck are you? Chris from New Jersey here. I just want to say you guys are good. <laughs> you know, you're good. You 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 give out you go out there, you give you give hundred ten percent and then you and you talk good and when you talk good you do good and, and you know, chips fall where they may and you guys are just you're good. And that little speech was inspired by a little film uh, starring Academy Award winning Brendan Fraser and the smoking hot Elizabeth Hurley mm. called Bedazzle. Fuck yeah. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's from the year 2000. You okay. should probably review that one. If you haven't seen it, it's, it's worth the ride. Uh, while we're talking about Academy Award winning Brendan Fraser, another little film he did from 2001 was called Monkey Bone. And oh, to this man. day, it is still one of the funniest and wildest movies I've ever seen in my excuse me in my life. <clears throat> See that I got all I got all choked up, not <laughs> talking good. You know, you guys are you're still good. Okay, that's it. Go and uh, go forth and, uh, and and do stuff and do good. <laughs> Damn, dang it! Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> That's how you leave a voicemail, folks. That's awesome. That's yeah, how you do it. Monkey Bone and Bedazzled, Bedazzled. where uh, <laughs> I saw both of those in theaters, and uh, that was that was that was the Frasier Renaissance. I need I need blast from the past in our lives. That's um, going to happen. It needs to happen. I need more Brendan Fraser. It's 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 absolutely true. We just need more mm-hmm. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, so, man. but thank you, Chris. Thank you. You're doing good. Thank you for being good. And uh, thank everyone else for being good and doing good by, uh, you know, leaving us at that little review. You, you slapped in some five stars, you wrote some lines, and you said, hey, guys, I think you're kind of cool. And that's what you did. You left us a review. Leave us on Spotify as well. Five stars right then and there. Check us out on the social media. Uh, just search for Confused Breakfast, guys. Search for Confused 
Breakfast. Confusedbreakfast.com. You can also see our merch store. You can buy some shirts. You can buy some sweatshirts. You can probably buy some koozies. I think you can buy these little swords. We'll put our sticker on them and charge you $50 to buy these. Nice. Um, they're fun. They're really fun. You can buy some glasses. You can get some Dawn of the Dead things. with. Uh, you can get whatever you want at this store. You can also go to that same website and see our uh, ratings of all the movies we've ever done and see that this is slightly worse than Predator. Yep. Support, support our sponsors. Go check out Manscaped. Check out Cedar Ridge. Support us directly. Sponsor our podcast at patreon.com slash confused breakfast. We are produced by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got Craig on the controls. <laughs> and we are on the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Goodbye. Get on now. Deuce. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.